Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by dear friend and fellow enjoyer of college football, Ryan. Ryan, it was a um, not a lot going on this weekend, huh? There wasn't wasn't much in no, the No, it was pretty low-key. It was yeah. it was the weekend for strong independent women uh, to enjoy their broke ass sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we love that. Yeah, we love that. There was just not, you know, it was it was sort of a uh it was it was a light week, not a lot of big games, not a lot of big things going on. Um and so this this recap we're really only going to talk about about, you know, two or three games. Of course, Mississippi State losing to Kentucky, which we uh both mm-hmm. said was going to happen and we did not uh <laughs> just like last week uh, admit that we were wrong on Mississippi State as it turns out. Yeah. No, we weren't. We were right. We just uh we didn't have strength in our convictions, which is a lesson for us. Um, and then also course, we do that practically 15 times a year. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we do love to do that. And then also, of course, Old Dominion beating Coastal Carolina, which uh, we were right about yeah. because I've been saying all season that Coastal Carolina needs to take games more seriously, and they uh, they didn't. Uh, and that's it. That's all we're going to talk about. Nothing else was really. And well, of course, going the Toledo comeback too. Yeah, you, you you did get that Jason Candle autograph after the game. So we're yeah. going to tell your story about how you had to hang out backstage with Jason Candle, how you got the guest list of the Jason Candle show. Yeah. And kind of what happened backstage to you and Jason Candle? Yeah, well, the thing is that he likes to sit, he likes to sit in his, he has like a big reclining um, massage chair that he likes to really sprawl out in. And he says, who wants to blow on this candle? Um, and it's a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit upsetting, but you know what? It's, uh, it works for him, I guess. It's, it's, it plays well to his yeah. character. You gotta have a move. You gotta have a move. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have a, a sort of a go-to that people can remember you buy so that then they see you they're like oh that's the candle guy that's the guy who says the weird thing about the candle uh, <laughs> uh that's that's toledo head coach jason candle i know him from the weird thing that he says um yeah so we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this uh this week but before we do that we are going to sell you some things very quickly meet at midfield.com um you know what meet at midfield.com is if you have ever listened to this podcast you know what it is if, if you haven't listened to the podcast uh hi welcome to the podcast go to meet at midfield.com and subscribe uh, don't sight unseen i'm not going to tell you anything else just go over there and subscribe uh it will yeah. make it will make the podcast better what are you are you broke are yeah. you broke you can't afford 12 dollars a month yeah what's wrong with you come on I, I, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard it's 12 dollars. i think you could i think you could probably swing it um so go to meet at midfield.com and then also go to homefieldapparel.com and if you use the code meet at midfield on your first purchase, you can get 15% off that, that, uh, that, that their order. Uh, lots of very good stuff over there. I believe some new shirts, if not new shirts, there are deals on shirts. There are shirts being thrown around folks. We got shirts galore. There are, it's, it, you really can't get enough of the damn things. I'm always saying I need more shirts and there's like a website that I can go to where I can get the shirts. It's, it's very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always I'm always buying new shirts because I constantly during every college weekend I'm rending my shirts apart. I'm getting so anxious yeah. about games that I'm not even involved in. I have no monetary stakes in. <laughs> I'm obviously not playing. I don't really care about the teams, yeah. but I just get the emotion of college football and joy. The joy to air of the sport overwhelms me. I just I just tear my shirts asunder. Yeah. So I'm constantly buying new ones every week. Yeah. Um, and yeah. hey, it's a living. You know, it's not much, but it's a living. Yeah, yeah. You and I, we love to do that. We love to like grab our shirt in the middle, right? Uh, the the the, yeah. the the point of mo- probably most resistance, and then just sort of rip apart from there, Superman style. 
uh, every time yeah. like Maryland misses a field goal, just just going into a blind <laughs> a blind rage, which is a lot of shirts to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently it happens quite a bit. It's uh, yeah, really going through the shirts, and so the best way to to replenish your stash if you just if you like us are just going through shirts three or four a day. You're you're smoking a pack of shirts a day, really. Uh, you need to go to homefieldapparel.com and you need to use the code meet at midfield. I'm smoking on that t-shirt pack. Yeah, I'm smoking on that t-shirt pack, um, and you need to buy yourself a a pack of t-shirts you need, you need to get yourself hooked on a pack of t-shirts and make sure you don't forget yeah. to get a uh you know a, a t-shirt lighter as well because you can't you can't do right. one without the other folks so go uh attorney general says it's okay you can buy home field shirts uh get yourself uh get, go, go enjoy a, a, a nice smooth rich home field apparel t-shirt and the thing about these is that Home Field Apparel does have studies on this. Uh, smoking T-shirts while you're pregnant does not affect the outcome of the child. Yeah, so. yeah. If you were doing that, the child was already not in a great place. And so it really doesn't matter that much. It's really sort of <laughs> kind of already. <laughs> if you had the idea to do that, the child was already, it was too far gone at this point. I'm sorry. We, there was nothing you could have done. <laughs> yeah. But but nine out of ten, oncolo- nine out of ten oncologists do say that Home Field Apparel is non yeah. Uh, home field apparel t-shirts, they don't cause cancer. You're not getting any diseases by putting these t-shirts on. Yeah. Everyone is very is very confused about my t-shirt facts. They're already answered by the t-shirt facts. Oh, uh, anyway, right. meet at midfield. Code meet at midfield. Also meet at midfield.com. Folks, we're meeting at midfield. That's the, big, on this one. that's the big story of the year is that we are meeting at midfield and everybody knows that. Um, Thursday. A little bit too silly in this podcast. Let's get into Let's get serious. Let's yeah. get real. Yeah, a little are, we, bit. are we putting the timer on or are we getting rid of the timer? Um, yeah. We don't ever stick to the timer, so I've pretty much just... I've pretty much just moved on. I've accepted okay. that, that I don't think we're capable of doing the timer. Um, we're going to try our best. Uh, Baylor, 40, West Virginia, 43 on Thursday. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm sick of these guys. Like BYU and Arkansas, yeah. they're the same team to me. They have all done the exact same thing to us this year, NC State as well. Uh, fuck these guys. I'm sick of this shit. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's particularly appalling, too, because I think Baylor put up, like, almost 600 yards of offense in this game. Yeah. I had Blake Shapin's best game of his career up to date and still just blew it because yeah. they they suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, the thing that's especially frustrating is, like, he's good. They <laughs> The guy who they who they went to at quarterback, like the big risky move that we were that we were all worried about, is like he's good. He looks good. He's playing well. I, I yeah. think that he has been. I mean, he had what three hundred and forty two passing yards in this game, and like, I, I, what what more do you need him to do? You can't give up forty three points to West Virginia. You just can't. Yeah, they're not even good. I mean, honestly, West Virginia, they are beating – we are one of the top West Virginia haters in the country. Yeah. And they're really kind of beating our allegations specifically. No one else was really talking about them. We were just kind of on an island there and saying how much these guys suck. And they do suck, to clarify. They are bad. Yeah. But maybe not as bad as we thought. I don't know. They're pretty much pissing me off at this point. <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like we should just ignore them the rest of the season. I have no interest in talking about them. Yeah. Uh, Baylor also has drawn my ire for a while. They were going into BYU at Arkansas. We will not talk about them anymore, pile because they pissed us off. We'll, we'll see you next year. That's yeah. kind of a threat. Unless they yeah. went out and go nine and three, in which case we'll claim them again. Which would be uh, really, yeah. Of course, that is what they will do now that we have now that we right. have done this. They love to do that. Yeah. Teams and absolutely remember, it, love to do that. Teams forget our love is not unconditional. Like you yeah. have to earn it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, for really anything. We're a bad parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, we are a bad college football parents. Any sort of sli- perceived slight or even just slight disappointment, like, 
you're gonna have to figure out a way to get home, buddy. I'm not driving you home. You just, I don't. I don't want losers in my car. I don't know what to. I've told you this before. You know the rules. No losers in the car. You're gonna have to walk home. Yeah. You should have. I'm sorry. You're gonna you have should've... to. You're gonna have to run the stairs, and then we're gonna arrange for your uncle to pick you up. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a few hours, but yeah. those stairs aren't going anywhere, so you Listen, better get to running. I know how far West Virginia is from Baylor. You should have thought about that before you lost. I don't know what else to tell you. You should have thought about that. Seems like you should have been more motivated. Um. Okay, Michigan moving into Saturday. Uh, Michigan 41, Penn State 17. Uh, this was exact, literally exactly what I said was going to happen. This was literally the exact thing that I said was going to happen, which is that Penn State is not good and Michigan is. And that was uh, Yeah, can we just get this out of the way really quick, though? I mean, really quick, because like I, I just want to I want to point out here, like we all agreed coming to this game that Penn State is not a good football team. We were okay. all on the same page about this, right? Everyone agreed. We mm-hmm. all said there was like a, a pretty mediocre football team that was going to go 10-2 and two because of a weak schedule. Mm-hmm. And then... It did what like bad teams do against good teams, which is lose by a fair margin, kind of get its ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, and then people were talking like it would change their opinion on Michigan. Like, why would that change your opinion? It's exactly what we thought. Would, like, if you see a mediocre team that's overinflated by a bad schedule playing a team that's pretty good, then why wouldn't you think like what would change about your opinion? I, I don't understand people who are like, oh my god, like Michigan. Like, we know they had a great old line. What do we? We know Michigan runs the football ninety-eight percent of the time. We know their quarterback can't throw it on field. Nothing changed about this team. Like, J.J. McCarthy threw for six yards an attempt. They just ran the ball at will against a Penn State team that's soft and weak as all James Franklin teams are. It's the same James Franklin team we've seen for like 10 years in a row. What, what are we confused about here? I, don't, I, I do remember you on the pre on the preview show showing, saying that this might not be that. Penn State would cover. Yeah, yeah. I thought that – because I thought Penn State had a chance to maybe like kind of – because here's the thing. Like, I, I still think that Michigan's linebacker play in general, kind of like second-level rush defense is pretty bad. Yeah. But – Clearly, Penn State's offensive line is miserable again. We didn't get a chance to find out because I think they got past line of scrimmage in like four rushes. You know, they gave up the rush attack in the second half, and then you're just throwing, you know, Sean Clifford, which good luck. Yeah. Uh, I, I Yes, but I do think that there is probably something to be said for like, there just aren't going to be that many like really good teams in college football, right? Yeah, they, obviously. And, and like Penn State is firmly in the class of like teams that are fine to to d- decent enough that they can win a, a, a chunk of games just by being competent right um and michigan did not really mess around even a little bit with them which i think is is valuable um especially because like the top you think about the top teams in the country but even just in the big 10 specifically right I mean, michigan was losing at halftime right like let's, let's not kind of get it yeah and then they played the rest of the or game no, they weren't losing at halftime they were, they, yeah yeah i know obviously <laughs> michigan pulled away i'm just saying like yeah i mean i would say i would say they didn't mess around at all that's not how i would describe it i don't i mean you get 60 minutes and i think they they it, it came out in the wash ultimately it did not really yeah sure they, they won the game very i'm uh, not trying to dog on michigan no. they won the game very convincingly i'm just saying like oh, look Michigan did to these kind of teams what we expect them to do. Like this is what, this is what other teams this caliber have done all season. Like it's just like what you're what you're supposed to do when you play a team like this. That, so that, we, like, that's the thing that I wanted to 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 ask is have other teams of their caliber done this? Not necessarily because like they weren't capable, but because they haven't had the chance. Like has Ohio State done this? Has Ohio State played a team as good as Penn State? I don't think they have. And no, like, they haven't. Fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, that's not. I don't think it's a knock if you haven't played the game, right? Like, no, but I do think that like Ohio State played Notre Dame a lot closer than Michigan played Penn State, and that's the same game. Sure, like, week one of the season, and like yeah, and, I, I know. And but Michigan I, I, played like Maryland and Indiana really close too. Like yeah, I no, I'm I'm not. Uh, Michigan is not a perfect team. They should not be like number one. They should not be considered like oh a, a title favorite. But 
I do think that at this point we can really only go off of what we have. We are at the point of the season where we can't just be going on what our preseason expectations were or like what we think a team will be or what they could be. Like, yeah, Ohio State's looked really good against a whole bunch of nobodies. Michigan played a competent team and beat the shit out of them. Like that, that's... Yeah, that's worth, and before yeah. that, they were playing... I mean, yeah, it's a new data point, right? It's one yeah. new data point. And, like, before this, they were playing a bunch of mediocre teams and kind of didn't look that good and were kind of, like, fucking around with them. And yeah. I think, like, it was a really impressive game. And also, like, Penn State being the shit out of Auburn was one data point. And, like, yeah. sometimes a data point is, like, uh, you know, Georgia beat the shit out of Oregon and then they kind of, like, fuck around for a few... Like, you know, you learn different things and the team goes on. Yeah. It was an impressive win for Michigan. I think they're a very good football team. I think they're a clearly top-five football team in the country. Um... But I, I guess I'm not. I I don't think like people acting like this is I guess like a revelation to me is surprising. It's what it's what Michigan should have done basically. Yeah. Like yeah, played I, a home game against this kind of football team with that matchup. That's what they should have done. Yeah, I think that the two things, and then we'll move on. The two things that I really take from this one is that uh, just more for further really com- uh, confirmation from last season that like. Yeah, Michigan can pretty much just run the ball on anybody who isn't Georgia. I don't think it's really going to be a problem for Michigan to run the ball on anybody. Um, They're really good at it. That offensive line is really good. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are really good. Um, I think that we can say that. It was a good game, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that we can say that from this. And then on the other side, like... Yeah, pretending that Penn State was actually number 10 in the country is very silly and, and I think done in bad faith. Like, no, obviously these guys were not that good. We've been saying that all year. Yeah. If you watch them play, they're obviously not that good. Um, Sean Clifford is is deeply bad. He's bad in his bones. He's bad to the bone, as they as they might say. I can't even blame him for this, though, right? Like, no, it's, like, not entirely, the... it's not entirely his fault, but he is so... I would say he was like... I don't know. Dude. I wouldn't even say it's the majority his fault. Like I would say he was probably one of the best players in the field for Penn State. Which is, which is like bad. A... Yeah, bad in its own right. He's just so feckless. Yeah. He's such a feckless person to have at the top of your program. It's so embarrassing that this is your five-year starting quarterback. Like yeah. this fucking guy, really? He's not even JT Barrett. You don't. It's not even. Well, the part you gotta be worried about that is is Drew Aller came in and didn't look too hot either, right? Yeah. Like I mean, like that's the first extended tryout we got at Drew Drew Aller, and yeah. Oof, I mean, I hope I hope they figure out a new quarterback coach next year. Yeah, yeah uh, it seems like maybe Mike Yursich <laughs> actually doesn't know how to coordinate an offense. Who could have known that Mike Yursich had never coordinated an offense? It's not like he uh, made it pretty open. It's not like anybody had been saying yeah. this for the entire time that he was uh, having a career at Oklahoma State or Ohio State. Like, hey, it's weird this, uh, that this guy only ever works for offensive uh, head coaches who also call plays. I wonder what will happen when he has to run his own offense. Uh, not yeah. much. Not and, much uh, will happen. Really quick, before, before I forget to bring this up too, something else you learn here is that like you can just tell by watching this game that Michigan doesn't care about the rest of the conference isn't committed to the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, the classy move, as we all know, is to win this game closer, yeah. right? Like we know you have to win this game a little bit closer <laughs> so Penn State stays highly ranked uh-huh. uh there's not that there's not that many good teams on your schedule you're not going to get many ranked wins this season like maybe you yeah. know like the whole conference is kind of looking at a pretty rough slate like maybe maryland you know backs their way into a top 25 finish yeah Illinois is going to get there like purdue if things break break into top 25 but like yeah look i mean this is really selfish of michigan just to destroy <laughs> penn state's reputation for the rest of the season yeah. and, and make sure they almost guarantee they're not going to be a top 15 team yeah, um, even if they go ten and two, it's kind of fucked up, honestly. Yeah, it's it, Jim Harbaugh refuses to take one for the team, like Ryan Day loves to do against Penn State, which is just make the game <laughs> way closer than it really has any business being. That's and the also, way like, you're supposed to treat Penn yeah, State. Yeah, like as it really was. Like it's not you don't have to actually play them close, but you do need to let them score a couple late in the game, and make them feel a little bit better, so right. that people keep them in the top fifteen. Because nobody actually watches these guys. Nobody wants to watch this shit. Of nobody course. wants to see a Penn State football game, so they're just gonna keep putting them in the yeah. top fifteen, like. That is, 
is uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, like, it's like very you, selfish here. It's, it's like when you let a make a wish kid like get one of those baskets like in a football game. <laughs> like you kind of have to be doing that with Penn State. <laughs> Everybody yeah. on the defense is going to need to fall down all at once here, so that Nick Singleton can get five yards. It's really and, important and so we that we do this, offer guys. 10. This means yes. a lot to so James, James Franklin. Frank- <laughs> right. Well, like, and if hang on, if James Franklin isn't getting those five star recruits from like New Jersey and Virginia, they're going to Florida State. And Florida State's going to be good again. You want the ACC good again because the rest of us don't. Yeah. So you better keep the. This is look. You get to do this one time every few years. Don't fuck around. Quit doing this. Like this is yeah. Penn State needs to be pretending they're good. Dude, I, I I I know we've talked about this before, and I'll say this, and we can move on. It's so embarrassing that Penn State fans are like excusing this or have been for several years now, right? Like, come on, come on, you're fucking Penn State. They're, they're you just, should be so yeah. much better than this. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that they've let this guy stick around. He sucks. This team fucking Here's sucks. The, the program sucks. Is, they're basically settling for saying, "Hey, we're okay after the third best team in the conference." Yeah. Uh, but but then the, what happens when you do that? You don't actually stay the third best team in the conference. No, of You're course not. Trying not. for anything more. Yeah. No, uh, because why like, would you compare this to like <laughs> like why like, would Wisconsin anybody want to play basically for been you? like the brother? Yeah, Wisconsin's basically been like the brother program at Penn State to point this point right over the last several years of like yeah. a team that's like clearly a couple below the next couple best teams, but. Like, look at this. Wisconsin fire Paul Chris. They're trying for more. Like, they just said, we're, we're sick of this. Yep. Penn State's j- just signed up for a 10-year extension. That's the difference between those two programs. Yep. Penn State says, yes, thank you. We'll have some more. We prefer stability over trying hard. Uh, and fucking Wisconsin handled this more aggressively than you did. It's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it is, a, it is a fundamental misunderstanding of what stability means in college football. You cannot aim to be 9-3 and three every year. It, it, doesn't, you, it doesn't work. You can't do that. You yeah. can't just, oh, we want to go 9-3. and three. You don't play like that. You don't have a 9-3 and three style. Iowa can do that because they don't try to recruit anybody. You are trying to recruit five stars. You can't stay 9-3 and three when you run out of five stars. You will get worse. It just doesn't. It yep. doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. Um, Oklahoma fifty-two. Oklahoma or uh, Oklahoma fifty-two. Kansas forty-two. Um, man, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, this sucks. It just it's, yeah. This sucks. I mean, I, basically, Dylan Gabriel was worth more points than I thought he would be. I, yeah. I knew he was good. I thought he'd be good, but I guess I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think Oklahoma would rebound back quickly that fast. And also, I mean, just a tough swing for Kansas. I don't know. Like, yeah, it sucks. Right, kind of bummed out, but from here, just I don't know. They've got they've got Baylor next week for the bye week. Uh, probably gonna lose to Baylor. I feel like on the road, right? Probably not gonna I, win that game. I don't know. Point. I don't know about all that. That's that seems optimistic on Baylor. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's, Kansas slide a little bit. This so. is it's it's a bummer because I don't really think that Kansas has has done anything to deserve this. It's just that it suffered the pretty much the one injury that it couldn't afford to suffer. Um, I think anybody else on the team getting hurt other than Jalen Daniels, they would probably still be fine. But um, Jason Bean is not on that level. He's just, he's just not. The offense is different when it's not, uh, you know, when it when it's not Daniels. And it was pretty apparent here. And, and the uh, defense also, I will say, the defense is going to need to be, that is a, uh, like a f- for next year note to take. Defense needs to be better than it is. Kansas, if it wants to, if Kansas wants to continue this upward trajectory, which I would assume it does, um, got to maybe do a little bit more on defense than this because the defense has not been good for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what can you do? I mean, shit, I don't know. I, I don't really have a ton of comments here. Just kind of bums me out. I hope Kansas gets, gets some wins under the belt and kind of gets better again. And yeah. Stay, kind of staying in the Big 12 here, Texas 24, Iowa State 21. 
this is every game that they play. Iowa State is just going to do this 12 times and finish 3-9, and nine, yeah. like, we, like we said. They love to do this. Um, they can't even do the one thing they used to do, right? They can't even get the big upset win anymore. Like, yeah. They're running out of chances in the schedule, <laughs> it's right? So, like it's so funny. Dude. They're just like a slightly shittier version of an already kind of shitty team, right? Where it's <laughs> like, oh, wow, you're bi- their big upset this year is that they beat like the worst Iowa team in several years. That's... It, yeah, you know, who's left on the schedule? Bad Oklahoma team at home. That's the one that they'll do is that they'll go and they'll beat Oklahoma at home. And everybody, oh my god! Oh no, you know they're gonna come on. TCU's gonna be like like be one win away from making a Big Twelve play, like championship yeah. and have a, a play in for the playoff game, then lose to Iowa State. Yeah, you know that's the game. Yeah, Iowa State still has Oklahoma at home, Oklahoma State on the road, and then TCU on the road. Um, I'm sure that all of those will also be one score losses for Iowa State because they just they can't get enough. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this beyond that. It's just this is every game that they play. They love to do this. The, this is yeah. This it's going to be really do. funny whenever Nebraska hires him and he just keeps they just keep losing one score games at Nebraska yeah. with the new coach. Yeah, <laughs> they're losing one score <laughs> games, but in a very different way, in a much more convincing yeah. fashion. Wow, that was a great one score loss. <laughs> It's it's basically it's the uh, you know broke ass versus strong and independent uh, dynamic between yeah. uh, Scott Frost and Matt Campbell. I need to tweet that actually. We'll, we'll yeah. Run here. yeah, yeah, it's it's the uh, the the you know the HR where the woman is screaming when the one guy says hi and then the hands. <laughs> it's it's Matt Campbell and Scott Frost. Um, but yeah, it, it really is just going from losing one score games that you should have won to losing one score games that you should not have won. Like that is pretty much what yeah, Matt, it's uh, like. Oh yeah. Wow, Matt Campbell really shouldn't have won that game, and he didn't. But he looked real good doing it. He almost won it, uh, which I guess is better <laughs> for, for some reason. I don't really know why that would be uh, preferable. Personally, I would rather just make my team good instead of having a bad team that loses. Yeah, games. But, I'd be doing that too. Um, that uh, apparently, I think that that's maybe too much to ask. Uh, Illinois twenty-six, Minnesota fourteen. Dude, these guys fucking rock. This team. <laughs> This team kicks ass. They're so good. Oh my god. They're absolute ass kickers, dude. They really do. They oh really are my so god. Cool. What uh, a nasty the football is team. Perfect. Yeah, the fifteen percent havoc rate. They forced three turnovers. Uh, all three of them interceptions on um, the two on the backup, whose name I'm not even gonna try to say, and then one on Tanner Morgan who was uh, dog-walked, both of them. The, the entire Minnesota offense was dog-walked. Nothing going on here uh, save for Mo Ibrahim, who, like, who, who cares? What does it matter? If you can't throw the ball even a little bit, what does it matter? Uh, Tommy DeVito plays is, is perfect Tommy DeVito masterclass, exactly what you want Tommy DeVito to do. Uh, Chase Brown carries 40 times from his 200 yards again. He does that every game. Um, defense, like you yeah, said, is he's, uh, he's gone over 135 scrimmage yards in six of his Jesus. seven games this season. Jesus, it's just Christ. a workhorse. He just yeah. does it every time. He's gone over 200 twice. Good, um, it's God. just what he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Defense is like you said, just wonderful. <laughs> just, just a wonderful, nasty defense. Um, they're allowing less than nine points a game right now on the season. Yeah, uh, not to. Not to like simplify the scoring defense because I know it's not the end all be all of defense, but less than nine points a game is what they're allowed. Dude, I That's think nuts. I think that my favorite stat in this game is uh, scrimmage plays. Illinois eighty five scrimmage plays. Minnesota forty one. They, they doubled them Jesus. up plus three. They, they that is just that is pitiful. Illinois Nasty. average Illinois yeah. averaged thirteen plays per drive. <laughs> that is, and it's it's just free money every week to pick this too. Like there's another still a dog every week and yeah. they always win. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they rock. Brett Bielema, full full marks. We we love we love Brett Bielema. We were 
vindicated here by Brett Bielema, who's just going to keep winning. He's just going to keep doing this. There's nobody in the Big Ten West doing it better than him. He is the perfect Big Ten West killing machine. It's uh, yes. it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. That, he is that the Kirby of the Big Ten. Like, yeah, that's what he does. He just eats. He just he just plays you and eats your powers. That's, yeah. that's all he's like. He's just doing. He's taking your thing and doing it way better. Now. Yeah, yeah. And he's getting stronger every game. Yeah, which is really frightening. It's we 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 are we are looking into a a rapidly growing Brett Bielema, and we're very we're very concerned about that. The nation the nation mourns as Brett Bielema <laughs> encompasses the Big Ten West. Um, yeah, he's he's great. Illinois is great. Love love to see that. Uh, Ole Miss forty eight, Auburn thirty four. Um, <laughs> dude, so we we have a we have a question here of who is the most fake good team of the year now that Penn State got exposed? Is it Ole Miss, TCU, or Syracuse? Um, Honestly, like the easy answer would be Syracuse. I think it's Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is the worst of the bunch. I the, this is not this is not it. It's just not it. I know that they won. This is not it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Well, like, I'm not impressed by Ole Miss at all. Like, I understand they have a cool running game. That's yeah. great. They have a couple cool players at running back. Um. You know, Judkins is cool. Zach Everett is cool. But like, this isn't a cohesive football team. They can't like you know come on like let's be honest about this it's 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 all myth like they just love to play close games they're just winning them they're just kind of getting the lucky coin flips here uh but they can't hang with like see like if this team played tennessee they lose by you know 40 points yeah that is yeah i i don't think that jackson dart has the ability to really be any more than just kind of there um the defense oscillates wildly between be, between being really bad but creating havoc plays and being really bad and not creating havoc plays those are sort of their two settings um and uh in this one it was sort of just tank bigsby running as much as he wanted wherever he wanted uh auburn ultimately does not do enough to get the win but this was close well into the end of the game um and Ole Miss did the thing again where it kind of covered up its own mess at the end just sort of like oh well, it wasn't that close we won by two scores no you didn't no you didn't win by two scores you barely won at all um yeah not uh i'm not i'm not at all convinced of Ole miss i don't think that there's a whole lot going on there yeah uh i mean i think they're they're they may end up being the second best team in the west right but like that's that's not there's a lot of flawed teams here right like it's not saying much you're better than texas a&m who doesn't care about playing offense you're better than lsu that you know has nobody playing quarterback except the running back yeah uh you're better than i don't know what mississippi state who does the same team every year like come on i don't care yeah. Yep. Uh, the SC West sucks. The SEC is terrible. What an awful football conference. <laughs> Just doesn't doesn't take it seriously enough. I think that's got to yeah, be the I'm issue. I'm so tired of it. There really are like three teams in the SEC who I like, who I think are like actually good. Um, which is strange. It's a strange place to be in. I think there are more Big Ten teams who I like than SEC teams. I don't know when the last time that was. I don't know when that has has most recently happened. It's been a long fucking time. Um, because the Big Ten has like three or four teams who I like, and the SEC has at max three. There, I, that's anything beyond that is is asking too much of me. Um, Old Dominion forty nine, Coastal Carolina twenty one. I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you, not you specifically, but the general you. I tried to tell you guys, they were fucking around way too much. They were fucking around way too much. They've yeah. been doing it for three years now, 
they just they they don't take it seriously. I don't know why. It just seems like they don't take it seriously. And uh, Old Dominion was good enough to make them pay for it, unlike the teams who they have played the last couple of weeks. Uh, Blake Watson specifically, un, untouchable, completely untouchable within that Old Dominion offense. Um, Old Dominion is, is, is capable. They're a capable program, straight up. I know that we are not the biggest Ricky Ronnie heads from his time at Penn State, but like, these guys are competent. They 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 do things well offensively. They've won a couple big games this season, including this one on the road. Um, they just really beat the hell out of them. It was not, it was not super competitive. Yeah, I, I mean credit to them, right? Like this is this is a massive win. It's also just a massive fuck up for Coastal. Like I, I think even with the losses they had this off season, uh, no reason for this to happen, right? It's not yeah. like I mean. Come on, Old Dominion is not a serious football team. Like I, 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 I know we can be nice to Ricky Ronnie or whatever, but like, what what are we doing here? You should, a bunch you of no s- yeah, you like, still it, shouldn't be losing this one. Yeah, even even if it's no, uh, yeah, not this, especially at this bad. Like losing, I, I mean, look, it's G five football. The margins are smaller. I kind of get some of it, but like losing like this to this team, like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? Like, you, you yeah. can't lose by four touchdowns at home. Yeah, and it's it's just like weird things that weren't really directly tied to the losses of the offseason where like, why is your rushing defense so bad seemingly at random? It hasn't been that bad ever. Why would it be that bad now? Why what is this why why can't you run the ball? What happened? Why couldn't you run the ball in this game? Where did that even come from? It it seems less like a uh you know, like a being overmatched or not having the not having the horses and more just like you weren't prepared. You, you didn't take it seriously enough to be prepared. And that is, that is a much larger issue than, than anything of, of, you know, talent acquisition or anything like that. It, that is a thing to be very frustrated about is like, yeah, there's a reason that you've been in all these close games is because you're not taking it seriously. You're not trying hard enough. You're not, whatever it is, you're not preparing appropriately. This is uh that's what comes with being a power within a conference is you need to be ready every week because you're going to get really good games from everybody. Um, and they aren't, they, they have not been this season. They've gotten lucky a couple of times. They were not lucky here. Um, okay. Speaking of, I'm going to, I'm going to pull off a, an expert transition here. Speaking of being a power in a conference and not being ready for a team's best effort, oh, Tennessee 52, Alabama 49, um, this is like objectively the game of the year, right? This was the this is it, the best. It's one of the best be. games like in a decade. <laughs> yeah, like ever. One of the best games maybe ever. Um, what a fucking game! I mean, uh, just unbelievable. Everything that you could possibly want from a football game, um, including <laughs> Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt only scoring touchdowns. No interest in doing anything. Insane. Else. Five I, touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you can't bitch. Given given how the game ended for Tennessee, no one's going to bitch about anything. But like, there, I was actively tweeting during that game. Like, should we give him more targets? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it feels like he's just scoring every time. Yeah. He, like, he, can we he get had, the ball a little bit more. He had eight targets, six catches, two hundred and seven yards, and five touchdowns. That maybe. <laughs> maybe worth looking into throwing him the ball a little bit more and like maybe a little less of Ramel Keaton. Like I like Ramel Keaton, but it seemed like Alabama didn't have anybody who was even just like physically capable of being on the field at the same time as Jalen Hyatt. Um, not really sure what the, the thinking was there, but uh, I mean, what a fucking game, what a game from Tennessee to, to, to come back and win this one. It looked like they were dead in the water like five or six times during this game. Tennessee at several points lost this game. And then, just kept coming back, just kept bouncing back and, and having 
I mean, usually yeah, it was just like flinch. it was like, usually just like a seventy-five yard touchdown pass, but that counts all the same. It's a touchdown all the same. Um, and then when they needed it most at the end of the game, they come through and they they hit a field goal, the ugliest field goal you ever see. Doesn't matter. It counts all the same. Um, what a win! I mean, honestly, what a, what an incredible win. Yeah, I mean, they deserve all the props on that one. It, it's it's tremendous. It did exactly what we, t- we talked about them making sure they were able to follow through on, which is just basically not it like not bailing like in the past they bail on the game right like yeah. they were competitive that in the first half last and they can score with anybody in the country uh, every year while josh type was there they clearly proved they can do that with Hendrick hooker uh but but last year they they didn't try to win and this year like there's many times they went down had the opportunity to kind of play turtle up or play conservative and they just kept swinging just yeah. over more um it, it was I, I know it's like a stupid thing to credit it's just trying to win a football game but like it's not as simple as you may think a lot of teams don't do that a lot of teams are not trying to win their football games. yeah uh so I appreciate what Tennessee does that. Uh, it, you know, Hendon Hunger got some kind of criticism, I thought, during the game from people. Uh, maybe my timeline's just particularly insane. But he did miss on a couple throws uh, and it were, you know, I think would have put them up earlier. But he was brilliant throughout that game, right? Like like nothing he did wrong in that game at all. Um, obviously, the dropped uh, mesh point was not great for, for him to have the touchdown. But like five touchdowns for him, uh, almost 13 yards of attempt uh added another 56 yards to the ground was just was just playing off his mind and, and also credit to the tennessee offensive line that allowed bama to basically get zero pressure on the quarterback all night yeah uh, will anderson was a complete no-show didn't hear from him at all the whole game yeah that is something that i think uh will not really be answered for anywhere i don't think that anybody other than like us is actually going to talk about this uh but dude why doesn't alabama have a pass rush at all why don't why don't they have a pass rush how is that possible that alabama can't have a pass rush I, they have two first rounders at the at defensive ends. What are they doing? Why can't these guys yeah. get pressure? What's wrong with them? I, it's I, insane. Uh, it, it's like, and I guess the other argument could be is it like a chicken or egg thing? How bad their secondary is? Like, are, are they just not getting pressure because teams can throw so quick on them? But I don't think that's it. Like, these are some long developing rounds. They weren't getting home. Yeah, there is also uh, you. You could, I think, in the same breath, you could say like, well, why isn't there? Why is their secondary so shitty? It's not like they have bad players back there. It's not like oh, we you know we just didn't recruit any any five stars at cornerback. You only have five. You went out and got Elias Ricks, and he's like. Your third cornerback. What do you? <laughs> how did you? How did yeah, you fuck this up so bad? I don't understand what Alabama has done to make this defense so shitty. How did they do this? I mean, they have Pete Goldie as their DC and we'll get rid of him. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the answer. It's like <clears throat> he has been so bad. I don't know what Saban's doing hanging on here at this point in time. Like, yeah. it's been. We're, it's, it's he had off-field issues too, right? Like he had like a, didn't he have an so. addiction problem? He also like fucked. I, his I'm I'm like, not gonna agree. I'm not gonna agree with that without knowing for sure. But <laughs> that is uh, uh, so that is something. Uh, I, I know say. he's had off-field issues. I'm just I just maybe not recalling the exact circumstances. Yeah. But like yeah, he he. You can look it up while I'm talking if you want. I can just keep throwing accusations to like yeah, it, sure, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a pedophile. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Parody. <laughs> he did grant. I mean, he did he, grand he, theft auto. I mean, he looks uh, like he was accused he of looks like shit. He really looks awful. Um, he was accused of hacking the central banking system of Guatemala. Like, there's a lot of shit he was into. Like, he was transporting drugs across state lines. I'm um, not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure where I would find this sort of thing. I got it. Um, I'll, I'll get it pulled uh, up. Uh, Pete Golding was arrested for a DUI in okay. the offseason. 
right. uh, he also was heavily rumored to have a relationship with a student last season. Okay. Um, a couple things, and also just generally seems to be a real fuck up all the time. He's just yeah. not good as a defensive coordinator. First and foremost, he's a bad DC. Yeah, more important like... than any of that. More important than you know, <laughs> slamming his Kia Sorento into the back of a police officer like that. Uh, you can you can excuse that if somebody's a really good sideline reporter, but he's also a really bad defensive coordinator, which is. <laughs> <laughs> look uh drunk driving is a trauma response for a lot of people on the we have to remember that yeah this is therapy for pete golding you have to understand <laughs> it's not it's not what you want him to do oh, he needs this oh, this is very um, important for him he he needs he's, you also know. <laughs> i know we're i know we're well past it now but i was i was writing the calculations on our last couple segments there uh matt campbell is now one in nine in his last 10 one score games <laughs> Uh, Dude, he rocks. It's so funny to make your name as like a great in-game coach who just cannot fucking coach in-game for shit. No idea yeah. what he's doing. Completely hopeless out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. We're we're gonna talk in more uh, detail about about Alabama and their whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the on the Tennessee side, I mean, this they are just now further setting up for for what we have. Uh, what we have called the ultimate, you know, the, the, the thing that would be the most predictable thing to ever happen to Tennessee, which is ahead of what would be maybe a top two matchup on the road at Georgia, uh, losing to Kentucky. Losing to Kentucky. Um, yep. <laughs> they, they are, they are just continuing to inch themselves into that positioning, but like, I don't know, that would be just a, uh, like a, a, you know, an act of God against the, against the program really for that to happen. Cause they're, they're really good. They're really, really they're... good. They, that offense, I don't know what you do. I don't think you can do anything to stop it. It's, uh, it's really, really good. They were extremely impressive in this game. Um, they were great on third downs. They were great on standard downs. They were great pretty much anytime they had the football. Um, and yeah, like you said, Josh Heupel did not uh become frightened when when the game got close which is a major improvement from last season i'll give him full credit for that he didn't do the shit that he did that caused them to lose last year he just stayed out of his way he stayed out of the team's way he was not he was not afraid of the moment and he understood that when you're trying to win a game like this as not alabama when you are not Alabama in an Alabama contest as a college football program, you cannot be you cannot be acting scared. You cannot be playing conservatively. There's no such thing as beating Alabama right. with a conservative game plan. It doesn't happen. You can't do you, that. You can't be taking the points. Yeah, you yeah. have to be trying to pressure. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. playing like, for field did. position in this kind of game, and he didn't. He, he 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 knew that he couldn't do that, and he didn't, and that that is why they won. Absolutely, that is that is why they won, and and credit to him for seeing what went wrong last year and fixing it yeah um also uh kind of amusing to me by the way that like the only guy who looked like an nfl player now that was rostered this game was jimmy gibbs who's from Georgia tech yeah uh i mean bryce young too i'm saying besides bryce Mm -hmm. uh we're we're gonna i mean just go ahead no, yeah, we're we're gonna get to it more. You'll be issuing your apology to Josh Heupel uh-huh. uh, whenever we uh, for for all the things you said about him for several years running. If anything, uh, the most that I will be doing is that I will be issuing an apology to the AAC, which is much better at handling this offense than the SEC is. Which is very funny, very very funny that the SEC can't figure out what to do about like wide splits. It's 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 it has completely destabilized their economy because wide receivers are further out wide than they usually are. That's it's it. That's all you had to do. <laughs> this whole time. 
time. Just like move your wide receivers a little further outside. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool that no one in the SEC has ever watched AAC football before. They had no idea what was coming. Uh, also, I know I know you were covering a game during this game. So you, I know you I know you went and rewatched. I wasn't sure if you caught this part on the broadcast. Uh, it's really funny that clearly uh, uh, Josh Heupel and I forget their own line coach's name. I want to say it's Eric something. Um, have been drilling their guys on how to like maximize uh, offensive line blocking at college football, but essentially within the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a play uh, on one of their touchdown passes where their center was about to be an eligible man downfield because he was like, you know, four yards into the three yard window where they, you know, no one really yeah. calls it until you're at six yards or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he like stopped and like took two steps backwards and found someone else to hit uh, <laughs> instead of advancing. Just very funny. Like you could almost see the light turning up out of his brain where you got to realize what was happening there. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think what's cool about Heifel is like, it's very funny this Tennessee of all programs, but he's recognized they have a talent deficit to the top teams in the conference and yeah. just like trying to play the numbers all the time. Yeah. Which is very, very funny yeah, to have it, to do in Tennessee. But. It is it is very endearing that this is like like this is a, a supremely likable Tennessee team in a way that I don't think any Tennessee team that has been good ever. could ever be, right? <laughs> um, which is that like yeah, they're not trying to be more talented than you. They are cheating. They are trying to figure out what how can I how can I just sort of edge up to everything in the rule book and get as close as I possibly can to not doing this, this legally, like offensively, but it's still technically legal. Uh, that's the whole offense. It's it's just, you know, well, we can pass block, but we can only do it within three yards down the field. It's like, you technically can't do that at all. You shouldn't be pass blocking three <laughs> yards down the field, but you know they're not going to call it. You know that you're not going to get in trouble for it. Um, they are just, uh, it's, it's, it's very funny. It's very funny that, to, to be doing that, like you said, at Tennessee. Um, and it is definitely, it makes them a lot more endearing than they would be if it was just like, oh, yeah, they have a whole bunch of five stars and they're, they're good because of that. Like, will this probably cause them to fuck up at some point in a game that they shouldn't? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. That usually happens to teams <laughs> like this. Oh, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it's still really funny when they go and beat Alabama by doing that because it is just like, I don't know. That's why we like college football is for things like that. It's for teams who do things wrong and go and go and win games. It's just like, well, you know what? You didn't really, it seems like you didn't really follow the spirit of the rules, but technically you didn't do anything wrong. So congratulations on your win. Um, like that's great. Yeah. I'm glad that the SEC has a program like that. It usually doesn't. There's not a ton of programs in the SEC willing to, uh, to sort of uh, stoop to that level, and it has paid off. Well, they have two now. Like Josh Heupel and Lane Kiffin are both just like button mashers and fucking video games. Yeah, it's great. It's weird. It Uh, seems like both of them are actually doing very well. I'm not sure why the SEC was so afraid (laughs) of doing that. It's, uh, yeah, still works. Works at the higher level, too. Would work with Jamie Chadwell. I know I just shit on him, but, like, come on. Would work with Jamie Chadwell. Seems pretty obvious that this is just... Like football, yeah. when you have a good thing, just works uh, wherever. It will continue to work because defensive minds are the same everywhere. Like defensive players are just more or less talented, but they will be confused by the same exact things. Um, yeah, good for good for Tennessee. Extremely entertaining game. Very interested to see where both of these teams head. And then, like we've alluded to, uh, Alabama is going to be the the primary attraction of our forthcoming premium show as well for those of you who are subscribed to me at midfield.com tcu 43 oklahoma state 40 um i mean it's it's really somebody needs to do something about the the pact with with uh with lucifer that sonny dykes has made because i'm so tired something something bad is gonna happen 
yeah, something bad is going to happen here. He he the, he will not be getting out without having to pay the piper, and I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be very frightening when that does come, when, when hell does reach Earth and, and, and seek to, to reclaim Sonny Dykes' soul. Um, they just keep doing it. They can't keep getting away with this, and yet they do. They just keep getting away with it. They They do it constantly. It's their favorite thing to do. Um, I'm tired of them, dude. Like I, I don't know. Like I know we talk about the fake good team competition. Uh, GCU is is like really high up there. Was annoying though. Was like they were actually bad into the season, and now they kind of seem to have like remember they have Quentin Johnson on yeah. the team. Like they're they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah. like starting to throw it to him more often. Kendra Miller is starting to move the ball a little bit. Like it's like there are of, some things happening. But, it's like a yeah. uh, it's like one of those rockets, like where they get to a certain level and then like a whole bunch of the heavy shit falls off, so they can get to the rest of the west of way to space. Like a whole bunch of the heavy shit in their in their offense fell off two weeks ago when they remembered that they have Quentin Johnston and now they can be actually good instead of just uh, just false good. So like bizarre. He he is so nasty. He's so good, and it's it's really strange <sighs> that they just like. I guess they just didn't need him for the first five weeks of the season or whatever. Um, eight catches, one of the most bizarre things ever seen. Down yeah. here. Um, he's yeah. great. I don't know if he's, he was in the doghouse or what. Yeah, he's already at 500 yards in the season. Um, <laughs> in like two I mean, games, very well. Yeah, yeah in like two also, games. Also, yeah, on, only has only has two touchdowns too. Yeah, uh, worth noting. Very strange. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Like Oklahoma State just blew it, right? They allowed 14 yeah. uh, unanswered fourth quarter points to. Uh, to TCU to tie it up, uh, and uh, and over time they obviously blew it. They lost. Um, they had several substantial leads in this game. It just came down to uh, to to folding. Oklahoma State just folded in this game, right? Like they were up. Yeah. What was it, thirty to sixteen at the end of the fourth quarter with nine minutes left in the game? They were up thirty to sixteen. Uh, ended up losing pretty three forty. What can you say? Like it's it's just on them. Yeah, you, you can't um, be. It's, it's you very can't be annoying. Doing yeah, yeah. Um, well, whatever. TCU will eventually find a way to lose. This team is not going to go undefeated. Like, this, I've never been more confident in my life that the team is not going to finish undefeated. I know they have a pretty weak schedule left. Like, they go at WBU versus Texas Tech, at Texas, at Baylor versus Iowa State. They're going to lose two of those games. Yeah. The uh, they also have. Is this right? Yeah. They also have Kansas State at home this weekend. Oh, uh, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which cool. could be which could be interesting as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess good for them on being on being six and zero. They haven't lost. That's that's the best that you could do. But like Jesus Christ, man, it's really hard to believe that they can keep this up. This this feels, um, I this feels like maybe not <laughs> not especially sustainable. And then on the other side, of course, Oklahoma State just the same way that they fuck up every year. They they do this every single season. And uh, they decided to do it here this time. I'm, I'm sure that they will end the season like 11-1 and one or 10-2, and two, but this will ultimately keep them from competing in anything serious because Mike Gundy is afraid of success. He won't do it. He, he is terrified yeah. of having to compete in an actual game, uh, and he would rather just go 10-2 and two every year. Um, cool. Good for him. I'm glad that they're doing that. It seems like it's working really well. Uh, Syracuse 24, NC State 9, NC State without Devin Leary. Uh, nothing going on. Absolutely nothing, nothing going on. Uh, on the Syracuse side, I thought Sean Tucker played pretty well. Garrett Schrader got it done. Syracuse, uh, nothing here that really stood out as like, damn, Syracuse really, really took it to him. More just like NC State is a is a dead team. There's nothing, 
there's nothing there, and it sucks because they should have been so much better this year than they actually are. I really don't think that our preseason read on these guys was wrong. They've just fucked it up. They've just fucked it up extremely badly. Like this roster is yeah, is talented. Uh, they've program. just they've just wasted it. They've just completely wasted it. It's a profoundly cursed program. Something else to say. It's it's it is a program in its bones that it does not want to win, cannot win, is uh incapable of doing so. Like losing Devin Leary for the season after you kind of had struggled and yeah. you know, not getting him any receivers. You had a whole offseason to like, you know, there's a million guys in the portal who are impact players at receiver, just like nothing going on there at all. Yeah. Um it, it, make, it makes me sick. I hate it. It, it makes it makes, it makes me miserable. Um, I am discarding them. I will not be until they actually go like 11 and one or something or win 10 games in a season. I will be ignoring them. I don't want to talk with them ever again. Okay. I have no interest in ever discussing this program in the future. I, no need to. We don't, there's no, there's no point. I'm sure that we'll, uh, that we'll adhere to that closely. Um, Syracuse <laughs> gets Clemson next week, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a battle of the undefeated. Uh, we'll mm, see how long boy. this lasts. I mean, I don't know. Syracuse loves beating Clemson. It's like their Dude, favorite thing to do. It would be so uh, funny if Syracuse won that game. That would be such a funny way for the Clemson thing to come to an end is if fucking undefeated Syracuse just houses them. They won't. I mean, and I'm laughing I'm, because I know that they won't, but like, God, it would be so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, they because they, they had the what they had the uh, two years in a row, or sorry, they, yeah, they, they upset them in 2017. Yeah, uh, almost did it in 2018. Almost did it last year. Uh, it's been like you know three times in the last five games, six games they played each other where it's been it's been a very competitive football game. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Q's is going to lose that ball game, but Garrett Trader has been really impressive. Robert Nye is really impressive as OC. Um, Sean Tucker obviously rules as we all know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> good on Syracuse. I hope they're having a great season. Happy for Dino. I wonder if he takes another job after this. I wonder if he tries to get it. I wonder if he's kind of like, he didn't do it last time they won 10 games. He kind of like, he didn't jump ship then. Yeah. I wonder if he looks around and realizes, hey, this is not going to work out much. Like, I, I can't keep doing yeah, this. I, I can't keep like finding <laughs> random pieces. They're going to get me there. Yeah. He's got to leave, right? I, you, you would think, honestly, full respect to him that he has fucking come back from the dead to do it again. I mean, he like, that yeah. is... That is nuts that they've done this because he was dead. He was gone. He was not going to be – he was on the hot seat for like three years running after that great 20 the, – the, the, what was it, 2018 where they won 10 games? That sounds right. Um, yeah. And now they're just, they're just right back on track to do it again. That's nuts. That's nuts that he's done that in like a completely different way than he did it in, in uh, 2018. Good for him. Uh, Toledo 52, Kent State 31. Toledo spotted Kent State 21 points to start this game, like seven minutes in. Mm-hmm. Kent State was up 21 nothing, and then uh, still won by 21 points. Uh, these guys are gonna run away with the Mac. They're they're gonna they're gonna run away with it. Daquan Finn six yeah. touchdowns through the air, another on the ground. Uh, he's excellent. He he is he is extremely good. Uh, and they're yeah they're gonna run away with it. They they have they have shaken free. This was the final I think breaking of the curse where they they spot Kent State a twenty one point lead and then still come back and win the game like easily. Um, that was uh-huh. that was the last thing I needed to see. They are they are uh, they're gonna run away with it. Pretty much. Also, Daquan Finn is one of the best quarterbacks in America. Yeah, he's really good. He's really 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 good. He kind of for seven touchdowns, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, what else do you say? Like, yeah, he, he, he balled out against Ohio State. Uh, he's looked great in all the games he's played in the MAC. I've seen. Um, he's a serious ball player. He's only a sophomore too, right? He still has like two more that, years left for this. That uh, sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. He's. That, he is a. Unfortunately, sad to say it. He is a prime uh, transfer to a Power Five program candidate. This yeah, 
Yeah, unfortunate, but but uh, yeah, one of those things. Uh, Georgia Southern 45, James Madison 38. I'm writing this one off completely because James Madison had four turnovers. Can't do that. That's it. That's the entire game. They turned the ball over four times. That's it. Yeah, and they almost came back. They were down a lot larger than this early in the game, and, and yeah. scored back. Couldn't quite pull it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, tough game, but Georgia Southern just loves playing insane games this season. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I'm really annoyed by them existing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of pissed off. Clay Helton got this win. I mean, they're only four and three out of a year now, but like, just sucks that that this happened. That you know, Clay Helton keeps like doing this to teams we like. Yeah. Um, it's pissing me off. I think that what's going to happen is that Georgia Southern has has made a, a bargain here by hiring Clay Helton that it does not fully understand, which is that it will probably run an offense that can get it about six wins most times, most seasons. But that's it. That's all you're ever going to be. That's all Clay Helton can be. He can't do anything but that. And so I'm really yeah. curious to see how that is – uh, how that is taken at Georgia Southern because I don't think it'll be taken well. <laughs> I don't think it is not the kind of catastrophic fuck up that going away from the triple has been in the past, but that would be, I mean, they're coming up on a decade here where they have not been relevant in the Sun Belt. It'll be, they're getting pretty close to it. They were really good when they first jumped up. It's been a while since. Uh, they had a good year in 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2018. Um, but they're just going to be like six and six. That's that's what Clay Helton will do. He'll get you to six and six. So I, I will revise my initial stance. They're just going to go six and six every year. And so I'm really curious to see how they handle that because like, is that what you wanted? Is that the goal? Is that was is that what modernizing the program is worth? Is just going six and six every year? Because that's what it'll do. That's what that's what he is capable of building. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that would be enough at Georgia Southern. If I was in charge, it certainly wouldn't be. I think that the program should have higher hopes than that. But uh, they don't. Yeah. It seems. It seems like they're really happy with this. They're just. just and you love having high top. hopes, right? Yeah, of course. I have high high hopes. Even I'm doing the little dance. Um, Clemson yeah. 34, Florida State 28. Not as close as the final score indicated. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it is what it is. Well, they keep winning. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win the NCC. They're gonna go undefeated. They're gonna make the playoff, and uh, I believe we'll get blown out in the playoff. But yeah, we'll I, I, mean, I, I is... would be I would be pretty surprised if they don't get blown out when they if they get to that that level. Um, they're going to right. Who's gonna beat them? I mean, like North Carolina is not gonna beat them in the championship. So nothing else left on the schedule, I'm, right? It's just kind of. I, I remain to hold, I remain holding out hope for Syracuse. Everybody was very excited about Syracuse, the latest in the long line of teams who will try and not successfully beat Clemson despite being uh, absolutely yeah. capable. Very, it would be it. very, very funny if Notre Dame beat them. I that mean, would be that would be very funny. You're right. <laughs> that would be tremendously <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna be. That that is going to be a very annoying race, which is the race between Ohio State and Georgia to get the number one seed, so that they get to play Clemson. Like that is that is going to be the most annoying storyline of the back half of the season is just which team gets to be number one so that they can sacrifice fucking Clemson. Um, well, the worst part is like if, if it seems inevitable at this point we're going to get two. Not to do playoff talk this early in the year. Sorry, I know you hate it, but if we get two SEC teams in the playoff, which feels almost inevitable, unless the UCLA wins out, yeah, uh, or TCU, which oh, come on not going to happen yeah uh uh then like they're just going to prevent a rematch the ones that won't even matter i don't know it's going to suck the whole thing's going to suck uh yeah. it's whatever I, I don't care i just want to see Ohio State win the national championship it's all as, as always that's the agenda of this podcast patrick <laughs> is a huge buckeyes fan that's uh-huh. all we're looking for uh-huh. um but uh i don't know i don't really, i'm not going to get myself worked up over it. i already do that in my own time yeah um <laughs> mississippi state 17 Kentucky 27 dude as we alluded to mississippi state just immediately Jeez. shit its pants Jesus uh, Christ. after after we complimented them 
Uh, Will Levis was back in this game. This is kind of the first time we've actually seen Kentucky at full strength the whole year on offense, at least yeah. having Will Levis back, having Chris Rodriguez back. Uh, Chris Rodriguez was awesome. He, he had almost 200 yards, six and a half yards of carry. Um, the passing offense is just kind of the usual Will Levis thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not really just that sort of issue. Um, I don't know. Like, th- there was just nothing happening for, for Mississippi State. Kentucky defend the way you're supposed to, which just keeping everything short. Uh, not getting tired of playing uh, Dick and Doug football and just letting them do that to themselves. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. They just like kind of Mississippi State punched themselves out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mark, my, was, mark my words here. I will not ever on this podcast take seriously a Mike Leach Mississippi State team again. I'm not going to do it. I just no. We're issuing a lot of fatwas in this game. They dude. are not. We're, they are not serious. Podcast. They constitutionally, they are not serious. It's just I'm done with them. I'm sick of this shit. They do it every year. I'm sick of this shit. No, no more. Enough. I don't care that they go eight and four. They ran for like four yards in this game. No more. I'm done with them. Uh, Stanford sixteen. Notre Dame fourteen. Boy, these guys Whoa. suck. <laughs> Boy, these guys suck yeah. really bad, don't they? Jesus, that Christ. is terrible. Yeah. What a horrible, one of the worst losses of the season. This is awful. Dude, are we still in agreement the worst loss of the season is Kentucky losing at home to South Carolina? Is that is that the worst one? Is it Illinois losing to Indiana? Illinois like losing to Indiana. I think Illinois losing to Indiana has to be up there, but this is this is really bad, too. Like, I know Notre Dame is not yeah. a good team, but Jesus Christ. You just <laughs> This is, and, like, the funny thing is, like, the running game was actually pretty much working for Notre Dame, and it wasn't like Stanford was doing anything. Like, yeah. They, <laughs> you know, like, nothing was looking good for Stanford here. Drew Pine was just horrendous, just yeah. one of the worst players in America. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the power program we've seen in, I don't know, uh, a long time. I, I don't yeah, know. Who's bad. the last quarterback this shitty in the program this big? Oh man, it's been a. I mean, it was probably at Notre Dame. I'm sure that the Notre Dame loves to have really quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, um, he's the latest in a long line. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's bad. It's very bleak. If, at, at if you put Dame. Sean Clifford on this team, they're winning ten games. Yeah, I mean they're the same team as Penn State. It's just with a slightly shittier yeah. quarterback. It's just just a moderately shittier quarterback. Um, I'd say calling him slightly shittier is an insult to Sean Clifford, who does not need. That's correct. That is yeah. That is correct. Yeah. I love to do that. I'm constantly insulting Sean Clifford. That's the goal. I can't get enough. Someone's got to do it, Sean Clifford. It ain't much, but it's honest work. Uh, somebody has to hold that young man accountable for his his numerous actions, and uh, I will I will I will take the charge. Um, yeah, no, these guys stink. These guys are not good. Um, really, on either side, anybody who watched this game, as we established on the watch list, uh, will not be <clears throat> will not be uh, saved from from the wrath of really any sort of uh, wrathful deity who who will abscond upon the earth. You will not be saved. You have you have committed yourself to eternal damnation by watching this football game. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done that. That was a bad decision on your part. Uh, Washington forty nine, Arizona thirty nine. Just wanted to mention this one because Washington, I think pretty much every single play that Washington ran in this game was successful. Just about everything that Washington even thought about doing worked offensively. Um, and then Arizona wasn't horribly far behind. This was a uh, this was one of those name your score games, and that's uh, that's always fun. At least always always enjoy that. Michael Penix Jr. thirty six of forty four for five eighteen and four touchdowns. Um, Good, good get right game. If you're looking for a get right game in the Pac-12, Arizona's got exactly what you need because they're good enough that you you will feel good about it coming out of the game, but they are not good enough to actually beat you. They will not be doing that. You can just uh, you can you can try out some fun new things on offense and then just see what works and what doesn't and move on from there. 
Yeah, I think we've seen the last of the uh, Arizona victories for the season. Uh, I think we've seen about enough of that. I mean, they, they have USC, Utah, UCLA, Wazoo, and Arizona State the rest of the way. Yeah. I think we've about wrapped this up. Maybe Arizona State, but I, I think this is about, it's a three and nine football team wrapped yeah. up. Finish yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's. Better let's, than we thought, still bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's maybe call it a day here, <laughs> here at Arizona. I don't yeah. know that we need to see anymore. I'm, uh, I'm good. I think I've had enough. Uh, staying in the Pac 12. Ryan, we did it. We've, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Utah 43, USC 42. Utah with the the two point conversion to win it. Um, Kyle Whittingham pulling out his balls on the sidelines and just pointing at Lincoln Riley. Um, <laughs> this rocks. This shit rocked. This was this was excellent. Yeah, Cam Rising was incredible. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, he was uh, he was absolutely brilliant. This game accounted for I think almost 500 total yards and five touchdowns. Um, and, and honestly, I know you like to hate on him. Caleb Williams is great too. Caleb Williams Cal- had five touchdowns himself I, and four hundred twenty-some yards. Uh, he was really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Caleb Williams had a very good first half. Caleb Williams was really good until Utah saw him, and then at that point, that was no longer good. The second half from Caleb Williams was not was not a particularly inspiring experience. I would say. I don't know. I don't think you can. I mean, like the way he was. His Utah defense is is flawed as we talked about and then i think the good run defense but is an overall a more than above average defense yeah and he moved the ball on them all night including in the second half still uh i know they kind of slowed down in the second half but this team was in it the whole night i was pretty impressed by caleb williams and, and i think at a certain point in time we've got to look at it and say hey is like riley actually know how to coach quarterbacks is like riley actually preparing him to do anything as his defenses because i don't think it's natural ability or, or kind of like his hard work holding him back i think at a certain point like Lincoln yeah. Riley doesn't have a game plan for anything. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's offense is not. It does not. It's not one with answers. This is not an offense that is built to have answers for what a defense does. It is. It is meant to dictate to the defense. Um, yeah, I, I, I. The thing is, like Caleb Williams has been so shitty for the last month and has only gotten wins, and so now that he played fairly well in a loss, uh, I do still need to run up the score. Like that, he has deserved this yeah. for a month now that he finally showed up. Like, good, great, congratulations, you showed up, and you still fucking lost. What do you learn? What did you learn? You shouldn't try. You should never try. If you're Caleb Williams, <laughs> just put up, just keep putting yeah, up 17 quit. of 31 for you know a buck 75 and two touchdowns against Arizona State and like the shittiest offensive performance you've ever seen while still scoring 42 points. That's much better than this. That this you lost this game. I suppose that means that you shouldn't try. Um, yeah. Also, also worth pointing out by the way, really funny that Utah is winning these games in like the opposite way of every Utah team that's ever existed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like not being good in the trenches at all, like not really having a rushing attack, not really being able to stop the run, but just still winning the games. Yeah, uh, I do like very they, they are they are airing it out. They're moving the ball through the air. Cam Rising was great in this game, but they are still doing it with a little bit of a Utah flair, which is that Dalton Kincaid had 16 catches on 16 targets for 234 yards. Unreal. These oh USC linebackers God. were in hell, dude. Just nothing happened. Oh there. my God, that's you can't be they, doing they had, that. They did not sack Cam Rising a single time all night. Yeah. Man, it's uh, yeah. USC's defense is is dire. It is not. They, it is they, not in a good place. No, not to be a box score bandit here, but zero sacks, one TFL, one pass defended. Just not impacting the football at all. Just <laughs> not, not even, even there. Like, not even involved in defending the passing game. <laughs> Did not participate. <laughs> 
just like kind of pushing guys out of bounds sometimes yeah. that's kind of all they were accounting for just nothing happening yeah, yeah. Dude, there's there's um, a there's a couple in here in the stat sheet that i really like which is uh one of them utah uh passing success rate 58 percent utah passing down success rate 55 percent utah late down success rate 65 percent like they it, it just did whatever they wanted you just got absolutely destroyed through the air by fucking utah Utah, Utah took anything that it wanted through the air on you. How, Alex yeah. Grinch is, is like, they're still going to mention him for jobs. They're still going to say that Alex Grinch is a head coaching candidate at Arizona State or Colorado. He's a criminal. Or wherever. He is a like, criminal. This has to be one of the worst defensive coordinators of all time. Nobody has ever done it this, this fucking badly with as much talent as they have. Like, I know that they don't have a ton of depth, but Jesus Christ, they weren't even there. They weren't even on and the as fucking we, as field. As we talked about, too, he's not even like a charismatic guy there's nothing about him that's good he's not like a good personality he's not a good recruiter he's not a good position coach he's not a good coordinator like he doesn't do any part of the job well he just seems to like have friends that are head coaches that's his whole yeah. he's that's his whole thing he's just an entourage guy yeah he's the turtle of college football uh <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's really i mean personally if i was alex grinch i'd go home and i'd take a 45 i'd put it in my mouth uh north carolina 38 <laughs> duke 35 duke absolutely blows it uh would it was a great opportunity at the Han- for the hank hill i'm about to bust narrative buster of the week and they blew it they had this game and they uh they could not convert in the in the final minutes north carolina goes down and wins it um, not a we, ton uh, we are going to have to get one of these uh, Hank Hill narrative busts or I'm about the bust of the week. We've uh, had them. Correct sometime. Yeah, I mean, we've, 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 they've hit. I think we're like one in seven. No, they're like, t- I think they're two and two. I've only done four of them. The first two hit and the last two were close but did not hit. Um, I think you're great on a curve. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if we got to point out here, like at a certain point, Drake May is just fantastic. I know we know the Phil Longo curse is coming for him next year, but yeah. this year he's really fun to watch. He's really, really good. Uh, he had 450 total yards of offense, three touchdowns. Uh, every time there's the football, something's happening. Like he is their whole offense. There's nothing else happening outside of him. Yeah, um, yeah. He he even he ran, yeah ran, ran 15 times for 122 yards. Now he did fumble twice, but the, the, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's excellent. It, it it is unfortunate that he's going to be made to do the the Phil Longo saw challenge, um, <laughs> where he has to he has to sacrifice one crucial part of his game so that he can continue to exist within. The the offense um and uh, it will be exciting to see which which uh, which part of his game he decides to part with he's when he shows up next season he just has like eight fingers <laughs> what happened to, mm-hmm. what happened to two of your fingers where did your fingers go why don't you have those anymore <laughs> and there's this no there's no further explanation on it um yeah anyway oregon state 24 washington state 10 i have i have literally I don't have a single thought on this game. Good for Oregon State doing. I mean, I don't know. Oregon State quietly five and two. I guess is, is the note here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did it with a backup quarterback. Quietly. Did it. Did it without Chance Nolan. Uh, ran the ball pretty well. On the other side, man, Cam Ward. Mm. <laughs> oh man, that's that's I'm, not a. Yeah, I mean, that's not a great on. showing. We that's all... not a great showing. <laughs> People are gonna look at this and say, "Wow, he had 345 yards! Like, what a game for him!" Yeah. No, look, this guy, this guy is—he's exactly who we said he is, dude. He is. If you just love watching highlights, like a 90-second highlight of a football game, you think he's the best player in America. Yeah. But if you actually watch him play football, he can't do shit. Yeah. He we, he is the one of the least efficient quarterbacks in America. Yeah. Which which speaking of briefly, I just I do want to. We don't have this game on the rundown because uh, who cares? But um, I do want to mention the play that 
like every uh, Click Farm uh, football Twitter account posted the video of Anthony Richardson's touchdown run against LSU, and they they're like calling it like this is one of the greatest runs you'll ever see in college football. And it's just like seven LSU defenders not trying. Yeah, to tackle, like the, so. the, my, I have two things about that video that I really like. Uh, one of which being. It's not that impressive <laughs> run. He broke like one tackle. He broke like one tackle and everybody else just missed oh. him. And two is the fact that during this entire play, there's this giant score bug at the bottom of the screen that says LSU 42, 4 to 21. So he's doing this while they're getting fucking housed. Um, he and Cam Ward are it's, the same quarterback. They're just at a different school. They're the same exact guy. He is. Well, I mean, they play very differently in style, but in no, they're result, the, they're yes, the, spiritually, they're the same exact guy. Yes. Uh, Anthony Richardson is a great test for whether or not you know anything about ball. Like, yeah. he is, like, if you like Anthony Richardson, I automatically assume you don't know anything about football. Yeah. And I remember I remember every single one of the national guys who were hyping up. I have a list. I have a list with, with a bullet next to each name yeah. uh, for all the guys in national media. We're hyping up AR-15 after that first game. Yeah, He's bad. He's not a good college quarterback. He's really shitty. Like, we know what he does every game. Yeah. Yeah, but Ryan, have you have you heard that him. sometimes he does things that are a little bit crazy? Sometimes he makes plays that, you know, maybe he rolls out of the Ugh. pocket and completes a five-yard pass to an open tight end. You never know what this guy's going to do. Sometimes he might roll out of the pocket and complete a seven-yard pass to an open tight end. Other times he might roll and, and out like, of the pocket and throw the ball 20 yards over his head. You never know what he's going to do with this guy. I know, I know I've spent a lot of time making fun of JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy is 10 times quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He is, it's yeah. not even close. He is a quarterback. That is the first step and be like he is a he can play quarterback. He knows how to do This it. is this is like if you took current day Taysom Hill and made him a college quarterback, that's what it would look like to see Anthony Richardson play, which is yeah. like Taysom Hill is like a pretty cool gadget player in the NFL. That's awesome. He shouldn't be a get hyped as a Heisman candidate or like a top 10 college player. Whatever. I'm tired of talking. What is the, what is the difference between, as, as, as players, as college players, what is the difference between Lynn Bowden and Anthony Richardson? Like as what they could do as quarterbacks. Uh, Lynn Bowden won more games. Yeah, yeah. Lynn Bowden won. That was the <laughs> Lynn Bowden was, was comfortable with who he was and he won games. But like Lynn Bowden was not getting first round quarterback hype. Like I, Anthony Richardson can throw the ball really far. He does not know where it's going to go and it's not going to even go in the right direction. But um, yeah, what a fucking loser. What an insane take to have this offseason that Anthony Richardson is going to be the number one pick. What's wrong with you people? Come on. Uh, last one here. Oh. Last one here, Fresno State 17, San Jose State, San Jose State 10. Um, man, it's just the Mountain West is not in a good place. The Mountain West is just not at all in a, in a good place. Um, somebody has yeah, to, somebody has to win. Got house, right? What's that? Yeah, UNLV got house as well. They did. 42-7 Air Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody has to win the West. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I do know who's going to win the mountain and it's, uh, they're, they're currently three and four and it's Utah state. They're going to win the mountain again. I'm telling you this now ahead of time so that none of you are surprised when Utah state wins the mountain. Um, but, uh, the West, man, I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. Uh, Fresno state comes in with a backup quarterback, one of the worst quarterbacks in college football and still wins because San Jose state, uh, just, just couldn't do anything. Fresno state wins this game with four turnovers as well. Did not do anything well. Turned the ball over four times and still won. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I don't Devilish understand. Program. Doesn't make any sense. Does not make any sense. I, I don't. I have no thoughts on it. Does not make any sense. I. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna get to the pre episode. Uh, we're gonna spend the pre episode kind of talking about 
the current state of Alabama, what this means to the program going forward, kind of what we learned about the team. Um, kind of just going to do that into Bama, kind of if, if this this whole uh, this whole current narrative going on, if Bama's cooked or not, is this, is this overdone? Do we need to talk about this? We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Patrick loves to talk about Alabama, especially. So of I think course. we're excited into this. Yeah, um, folks, let's let's, let's, let's talk about it. We're going to spill some tea. We're going to be serving. We're going we're going to serve Bama. Oh yeah. Is that uh, is that how they say? It? Is that is yeah. that the is we're, that the we're the being right we're being cunty. We're, we're doing cunt. We're serving cunt. Uh, <laughs> me and me and we're serving cunt over this whole Bama. Yeah, yeah. Me, 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 Nick and Pete. We're all getting together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all then.